Tucson's only local morning sports talk show. The Jeff Dean Show starts now. Good morning, Tucson, and welcome to the Jeff Dean Show. I am Jeff Dean here with you on this football Friday morning here in the beautiful state of Arizona. It is 7.02 on this August the 27th. Right here on 1490 AM, 104.9 FM, ESPN Tucson, Tucson's only local morning sports talk show. And it is a football Friday here on the Jeff Dean Show. Now, almost every day, specifically this season, uh, is a football day. We talk football every day. I mean, in fact, it's, it's it's my promise to you that we will talk NFL every single day that I have a show here. It's important to me that I, uh, that I carry through on that promise. And we do. We talk NFL every single day. There's news about the NFL every single day. And if there isn't news, we'll create some or we'll have some fun during the off seasons and things like that when there's not a whole lot going on. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we'll talk NFL every single day here on the Jeff Dean Show and especially on Football Fridays. And we have a lot of football to get into today. In fact, it will take up about 98% of today's show, whether it be pro football College football, as there was some news yesterday, how it pertains to the Pac-12. High school football, we're going to be talking preps with uh, with our own Justin Spears coming up in hour number two. Talk about the landscape of uh, prep football in Tucson. We can kind of share some of our thoughts. Obviously, I'm up here in uh, in Phoenix right now and uh, covering some of the uh, the high school teams up here. And uh, so I want to get, you know, kind of a, a broad spectrum of, of what's going on down in Tucson. I don't get a chance to to watch much prep football down there. I have to kind of get my information from uh, from all the guys who do a great job of covering preps down in Tucson. And uh, looking forward to some high school football being kicked off. Looking forward to actually watching some games, like going to some games. I haven't been to a high school football game in seems like forever. And I, I do love going to high school, watching high school football. It is a, a pure form of football. It's a lot of fun to watch the uh, the, the future players, the future uh, young people of this country and uh, play some football, and always good to go out there and, uh, and see people enjoying the game. So we'll talk some preps coming up in hour number two with Justin Spears from uh, Spears and Ali, and, and, of course, also the Tucson, uh, the Arizona Daily Star. So we'll t- be talking with him. We'll talk a little U of A basketball as Arizona's going to have a guest in town over the weekend. They had a couple of guests in town yesterday. One of them was sharing his, uh, his newest acquisition to his uh, jewelry box, We'll talk about that coming up and uh, how a uh, new player has qualified now for the Ring of Honor at McHale Center. Talk about that. Uh, And then, of course, a a big-time recruit, and I mean a big-time recruit. And when I say big-time, I mean the consensus number one player in the 2022 uh, class for uh, for college basketball. Going to be paying a visit to Tommy Lloyd and the Wildcats over the weekend. So we'll talk about that coming up uh, a little bit later on the show as well. But I do want to begin with... College football, as yesterday, George Klyavkov, and, and we knew it was coming. We we had we had found out on uh, on Tuesday, right after they the alliance made their announcement. George Klyavkov released a statement saying that that he would be speaking sometime b- before the end of the week about the Pac-12's plans for expansion. Currently sitting at 12 teams, one of the uh, smaller conferences. Of course, if you factor in the SEC, which will eventually be 16. The ACC, which is technically 15, 
the Big Ten, which is 14, and now the Big 12 being relegated down to eight uh, remaining member schools after Texas and Oklahoma have pledged their allegiance to the SEC. So uh, the Pac-12 sitting at 12 right now, and according to George Klyovkov, that's where they're going to stay. He said that uh, there is no plans for expansion for now. Following uh, consul- consultation with our presidents, chancellors, and athletic directors, the Pac-12 Conference has made the decision to not pursue expansion of our membership at this time. Now, I know a lot of people are making you know, big, a big to-do about the final three words of his statement, at this time. It's something that he has to say. You can't make just the, the bold statement of saying, we will not pursue expansion, and then just end the story. You can't, because that does not leave a door open for anything that does not say, that that basically says our doors are closed, we don't want anybody else, that's it, end of story. We're going to, you know, sit here, hell or high water with our 12, and that's what we're going to go to bat with. You have to leave it open at this time, is what he said, and it was it was appropriate. He said this decision was made after extensive internal discussion and analysis and is based on the current competitive strength and cohesiveness of our 12 universities. It is also grounded in our confidence, in our ability as a conference to best support our student-athletes and to grow and thrive both academically and athletically. So no expansion for now. We're not surprised. But here's what, and and over the, uh, let me just, I guess over the last couple of weeks, as you continue to think about things, your brain comes up with other ideas, and you, you continue to evolve in your thinking process, right, as, as far as how to formulate an opinion on things or ideas, um, you know, little notes that you make to yourself about certain subjects, topics, and the like. Now, over the last several days, I guess, maybe maybe week, my thought process has turned to and before you know, before we heard what George Klyovkov had to say about the the expansion not happening, you had to kind of think about the landscape of college football, just how chaotic it has been over the you know since since the SEC, Texas and Oklahoma dropped that bombshell in all of our laps just last month. It's been chaotic. People all across the country, athletic directors, conference commissioners, uh, university presidents have have talked about the the instability of college football as it stands right now and during the alliance's press conference on tuesday they talked about there was a a an immediate need to stabilize the world of college football as it pertains to those three conferences they did a good job of doing that in my opinion they i believe they stabilized they know a lot of people want to mock and make light of the gentleman's agreement that was made there's no signed and binding contract a legal contract on paper Again, uh, you know, a handshake is only as as valuable as the man who's you know who stands behind it. But for now, I'm going to be old school. I'm going to say that these guys are men of their word. These three conference commissioners, and that they're going to stand behind their word. Now, there's a lot of university presidents and athletic directors behind them that may try to have other opinions, other options, other motives, who may not be you know towing the the rope in the same direction. But for right now, the commissioners are. And it got me thinking about why the Pac-12 would not expand and, and what are the reasons for that. And, and I've been banging the drums since day one, since we th- knew that Texas and Oklahoma were going to be leaving the, the Big 12. 
and immediately the discussions out here out west turn to which teams do the Pac-12 go after because the Big 12 is dead. And immediately I told people, like, look, there's, there's no, there are no commodities out there that the Pac-12 would want that would make the Pac-12 any better. It doesn't make the Pac-12 any more money. It doesn't make the Pac-12 any more exclusive. It doesn't fit their model. There are, there are many reasons why the Pac-12 would not integrate those leftover schools from the Big 12. However, over the last several days, another thought had kind of popped into my head, and it wasn't until yesterday when I was like, yes, that's, that's kind of where the thinking is going for George Klyovkov. Here is a, a brand-new commissioner. Been on the, this is his second month on the job, okay? And Klyovkov is not the one responsible for organizing the entire alliance, but he is one of the triumvirate pieces of this alliance. Brand new commissioner coming in, and he's the only one with a conference that has room for expansion. Okay? The ACC can take one team on. They may take West Virginia. I don't know. You know, that's, that's not a huge amount of expansion. The Pac-12 adding four teams would be substantial, right? So he's the only one with a conference that can actually kind of sway the, you know, the, 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 the influence amongst the, the Power Five schools, specifically with the Big 12. So it was, a, a, you know, a, a, a large part on him, you know, it was a big, you know, big responsibility of his to help continue to stabilize the world of college football. He comes in during this time of tumultuous chaos, and he is helping to settle the heightened emotions of the reigning Big 12 schools by saying, we're not going to expand. Now, how does that help the Big 12? Well, it's simple. This will allow Bob Bowlesby, Big 12 commissioner, and their school presidents of the remaining uh, the remaining institutions, the remaining eight institutions in the Big 12, to go and try to expand on their own, to possibly collect teams from other conferences. Maybe it's the Mountain West. Maybe it's the AAC. Give them a little more regional uh, type of reach. Schools like Cincinnati and the like, okay? Maybe it allows them to go into the Sun Belt if they want to go grab, like, Louisiana. The the Cajuns are a great football program right now. They're a very good football team this year, actually. Or maybe it, it, it lets them go look at some of the independents. And then, lo and behold, I read a story this morning that the Big 12 is interested in BYU. And why wouldn't they be, right? BYU is a good product. There's a lot of eyeballs on that team. Every single, you know, every single game that they play, they've put together some, some, uh, you know, some really good seasons. They've sent a ton of guys to the NFL. So it, it would be a valuable commodity for a conference like the Big 12 to look at, the, at BYU. So why was it so important for George Klyovkov not to say that, you know, doors open, boys, have at it. <laughs> Come at me with your, with, your, with your best offers on why you want to be a Pac-12 school. This is why, because if Bob Bowlesby takes, or if if George Klyovkov takes two teams from the Big 12, the chances of Bob Bowlesby ever expanding that conference and continuing to live are now that's over. The conference is completely dead. If if George Klyovkov had said we are currently looking into adding Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, and possibly other schools in the state of Texas then the Big 12 is officially dead. Dead and dying, I mean, it's, it's over. They are DOA. Bob Bowlesby's out of a job. 
that's it. It's over. It's now a Power Four conference system, and and that's that's the end of the Big 12. You don't want to be that guy, especially the new kid on the block, right? If you're George Klyovkov, you don't want to walk in and say, hi, guys, I've been here a month, just came here from Vegas, uh, where I've been making television deals and marketing deals in uh, in the, the Sin City for the last two and a half decades, and tell you what I'm going to do. I'm just going to go ahead and blow this whole thing up. I'm going to go ahead and open our doors, open the doors of the, to the, of the Pac-12, not only to institutions who don't fit our model or our regional district, but I'm also going to do it uh, just so that we can destroy a conference full of teams and schools, presidents, athletic directors, departments, and end the, the career of a commissioner who's earned a lot of respect in this, uh, in, in, in this you know, country, in this world, as far as uh, college athletics goes and Bob Bowlesby, and uh, I'm really not going to care. So it was, it was almost incumbent on George Klyovkov to say, we're not expanding for many, many reasons. But in my opinion, that one, one of the big reasons was, and I, and I believe that it was kind of hinted at over the last several days, based on some of the things that I've read, some of the things that I'd heard, that George Klyavkov had no intention of expanding because he wants to make sure that that Bob Bowlesby, the Big 12, continue to thrive. They want, they want them to live, and there's good reasons why. You want the Big 12 to exist because you want to still be able to have that type of reach into, uh, into Texas and into those areas without having to take on their member institutions, okay, the Big 12. If you, if you play the Big 12 in a, in a bowl game, if you schedule the Big 12, if your schools go out and schedule Big 12 teams, you're playing a Power 5 conference team, you get the boost for that, and you get to go in into the Texas, Oklahoma area uh, and, and start recruiting there, even into Iowa if you wanted to. So it, it leaves that door kind of open. And you also, you, you save Bob Bowlesby. I mean, really, you kind of threw him a lifeline saying, we're not going to touch your teams. ACC is not going to touch your teams. Maybe West Virginia, I don't know. They, they, West Virginia, their president has already spoken out saying the CFP, he's going to vote down the CFP. So that's not going to make the ACC very very happy. The ACC wants the CFP expansion to happen, which um, is kind of strange given the situation of the alliance. But I digress. We'll tell you, that's, that's a discussion for a different time. But I think it was, you know, he threw Bob Bowlesby a lifeline because – you never know when a guy like Bob Bowlesby, who has who does have quite a bit of influence, of course, across the country, uh, a very well-respected member of college athletics, may return that favor. Maybe in a voting room, when it comes time to vote for that CFP. The alliance, well, not the entire alliance, two-thirds of the alliance, the Big Ten and the Pac-12, need that vote to to be, to, you know. They need that to be a negative vote, a non-unanimous vote in that room at the end of September because they need to delay that expansion another 18 months. If they can hold on for 18 months, they're going to be able to, pardon me, they're going to be able to, to negotiate their new television deals, and when they get to that table, they can say, we're also going to be negotiating for college football playoff rights because we will be involved. We're one of the Power Five conferences, and we have a lot of influence in that room. Maybe Bob Bowlesby, having a guy like Bob Bowlesby on your side, isn't such a bad deal after all. 
that gives you another vote, another person that says, you know what, they had a chance to poach the rest of my teams and they didn't. I'm going to stick with these guys. I'm going to I'm going to do what I can to keep them afloat, to keep them fighting the SEC, to keep them with fighting with the, the you know trying to strike down the monopoly between ESPN and SEC over college football. I'm going to do my best to to help them out because at a time when the new commissioner could have come in of the, of the Pac-12 and said, "We're taking Texas Tech, we're taking Oklahoma State, we're going to take Baylor, TCU, whatever." Okay. We're going to rip the Big 12 to shreds, leaving it in tatters. They didn't. They chose not to. And whether you want to believe it's under the guise of we didn't want those member schools because they don't fit our model, they don't, they, they don't move the needle, they don't expand our, uh, our financial bottom line, yeah, you can absolutely say all of those things. But you can also say that it was done with the thought and the notion of Let's make sure the Big 12 doesn't die today. And that was incredibly important. So we'll continue to talk about this whole saga between the Alliance, the Big 12, the SEC, and the other conferences out there that are banging on the drum right now saying, we want in, we want in, we want a part of this. Where does that vote go? I believe it's September 28th is when the vote for the CFP expansion happens. We'll see you know what happens in that room that day who has representation where's the power going to be you know going to lie uh at the end of that day do the rich get richer do the rest catch up we'll have to wait and see but you know we're about a month away from that right now and uh it'll be interesting to see and kind of watch how the landscape of college football changes during that time but until then we got games got to be played y'all like we got games coming up tomorrow I mentioned those games yesterday. Gave some betting lines on them. If you're uh, if you're interested in that sort of thing, of course, the sports books open up in the state of Arizona coming up September 9th. So you won't be able to to uh, drop any shekels, at least not here in the state of Arizona, on uh, on those games for another week and a half or so. But coming up in a little bit, I'll tell you exactly how you can check out the NFL Cover Two. NFL Cover Two covering the latest NFL news every weekday on Spears and Ali. It's brought to you by Barrio Brewing Company. Barrio Brewing Company, Arizona's oldest brewery, celebrating 30 years of brewing in the state of Arizona. We've also got some FC Tucson tickets to give away at some point today. In the next hour and a half or so, we'll give a pair of those tickets away to, uh, to go see FC Tucson take on Greenville tomorrow night at Keno North Stadium. We also had some, I, I forgot to even mention this, that there's some uh, Wildcat baseball news that we are going to touch on because just a little bit of news for the local fans in Tucson to go and enjoy your Wildcats baseball team long before they take the field in conference play. So uh, we can talk about that as well. Still a ton of NFL and college football to get into, including my college football season predictions. The official predictions for the college football season, my CFP Final Four, my national champion, the New Year's Six Bowl matchups, the Heisman Trophy winner, all that, and a whole lot more. Stick around. You're listening here to the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 104.9 FM, ESPN, Tucson. Now back to the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 104.9 FM, ESPN, Tucson. You know, how could the Big 12 rescue? I mean, we, this is something I was going to talk about on Wednesday, actually. I had it slated to talk on Wednesday, and then other things came up, and we got 
bombarded with other topics to get into other than what the Big 12 is going to do with their future. Let's, let's take a quick look. i got a few minutes here, and we're kind of rolling off of the conversation that we had in uh, in the first segment there. Who does the Big 12 target? Now, I r- literally read in a story this morning, 20 minutes before we went on the air, that the Big 12 is considering BYU as a part of an expansion process um, to continue the Big 12 success and its its life cycle, essentially. I think the big whale out there, specifically for the Big 12, I mean, and look, this would be, in my opinion, the only school that, that the Pac-12 would look at as far as, like, they give they give a lot of the things that you are looking for in the world of, of expansion, and that, that's University of Houston. Houston is in a massive market, massive market in Houston, Texas. It gives you that instant reach and foothold right into the heart of Texas. Tons and tons of big recruits come out of that city. There's a lot of eyeballs in that city. Of course, your Gulf Coast. There's a lot of things going on. You're right next to Louisiana, which is a great recruiting hotbed as well. You're, you know, it's it's a it's a good institution as well. It's it's a it's a model that fits in the Pac-12. It'd be a, it'd be a reach to fly all the way out there, and you would need another school to go with them. You don't want to be a 13-team league, not to mention it being unlucky, but you're, it's an odd number. You don't want to do that. So Houston would be a, a huge get for you know for the Big 12. I, I, again, I don't think the Pac-12 is going to be expanding. I know that they took a bunch of phone calls from, from schools saying, hey, uh, how about us? I'm sure they take those calls all the time, especially from the non-P5 schools. But Houston, in my opinion, would be another great addition for the Big 12. It, it, it just makes sense. Give them another another uh, Texas school to uh, to work with in that conference. If they add BYU, if they add Houston, and then if they look at two more, because once once Texas and, and Oklahoma are gone, they're left with eight. They need to get back up to twelve to, to really be considered a legitimate. They need to get up to twelve. Who do they go after? I mean, currently, Cincinnati is that team, right? Cincinnati is the the one school that is doing you know really really well outside of the power five they're a team that's ranked in the top 10 they're a team that's considered to be the you know the could be the first team to break into the cfp as a non-power five uh, conference performer that's definitely a school you could look into uh as far as expansion goes maybe you look into you know as i mentioned lafayette uh louisiana lafayette it's it's got a it's got a good football program there uh, certainly they're you know they're very good this year you know what other independents do you look at? Do you look at uh, you know? Do you look at Army or or Liberty or something like that? I mean, do you you know? Do you go after one of the one of those teams as well, or do you kind of look at you know maybe UCF or do you dare bring SMU in, giving you another foothold into Texas and Dallas? Right, it's right there. Um, you know, again. I don't know much about these schools or what the Big 12's model is as far as what type of member institutions that they're looking for, the prerequisites and such that they're looking for. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that based on the other con- the other schools in that conference that those schools would fit in just fine, that there wouldn't be many many problems with, uh, with bringing those schools in. I mean, hell, you've got Baylor in your conference. You can pretty much accept anybody you want at that point. So, um Again, it wouldn't be a, a, a you know a massive Power Five. It would be it would definitely be the the fifth on the list of the Power Five conferences. But you stay afloat, you stay alive, you live to fight another day, 
and you do have some good football programs there and some good basketball programs too. You know, BYU, Cincinnati, good foot, uh, good basketball programs. Houston, of course, they've got a lot of history. Five Slamma Jamma back in the 70s with Hakeem and Clyde Drexler and that. So, I mean, there's there's history in basketball in those as well. And baseball too. I mean, there's some, there's some good baseball history with some of those schools. So uh, th- that's definitely something they could look into. Again, if Klyavkov says we're expanding, we're going to take some of the Big 12 schools and all that's dead and gone. It's over. The Big 12 is dead, and there's nothing left but but ruin. Uh, and Bob Bowlesby is just left holding the bag after being left at the at the altar by Texas and Oklahoma. Arizona, as I mentioned earlier, is going to get crazy. It starts tomorrow, actually, when daily fantasy contests are allowed to begin. And I'm talking about FanDuel's daily fantasy contest because – whether it's Daily Fantasy Sports or FanDuel Sportsbook, they're both coming soon, one sooner than uh, than the other. And Daily Fantasy contests are super easy to get into. They have tons of options. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL if you want to get into that. Soccer, college football, of course. Golf, NASCAR, tennis, WNBA, college basketball. The list goes on and on. Thousands of fans of every major U.S. sport it's 100% secure, and most of all, it's tons of fun. Just ask my buddies in Tennessee that play all the time. They love their daily fantasy, and starting tomorrow, I can actually like log on to the app and start doing it myself. So super looking forward to that. I'm going to wake up in the morning and dive into that right away. Now, coming September 9th in the state of Arizona, FanDuel, which is America's number one sports book, hits live. It goes live, and you're going to be able to, uh, to take advantage of all the great things that they got going on at FanDuel Sportsbook, the best betting lines, promotions for new and existing customers, hyper-fast payouts, safe, secure, and easy-to-use app. I was just on the app last night. I was showing to some people last night. I'm like, look at all these NFL prop bets you can get in on. You can you can do an exacto for every single team of what place they're going to finish in the division. There's great odds out there. We figured it out. I did the math. There's great ways for you to make money, and uh, as long as you know a little bit about what you're doing, you can do it. And you can do it right there on the app. For more information, visit FanDuel.com slash Arizona today. That's FanDuel.com slash Arizona. Age and location restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable site credit that expires seven days after receipt. See FanDuel.com for terms and conditions. When we return, my predictions for the college football season. That's next. You're listening to the Jeff Dean Show here on 1490 AM, 104.9 FM, ESPN Tucson. Back to the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson. Welcome back to the Jeff Dean Show, 1490 AM, 104.9 FM, ESPN Tucson. Tucson's only local morning sports talk show. And um, it's time for some predictions. I, I promise you I'd be making some. I promise... Several weeks ago, I'd be making some, and the time is now because preseason is over. Week zero begins tomorrow in college football. I, I can't make any predictions after tomorrow because they will just be, you know, they'll be influenced and can't do that. So before any games officially kick off, I have to put my predictions on record. So here they are. Conference champions. Now, when you talk about the, you know, the Power Five, and I'm not going to make the conference champion picks for all 11 conferences. Nobody would stick around for that. Nobody cares. 
But I am going to be talking about the Power Five conferences here as it pertains to who I believe is going to be the best team in that conference, who they're going to be battling in that conference, and, uh, and you know, the like. Now, in talking about the ACC, a lot of people have discussed North Carolina as a dark horse. I don't know. I think North Carolina State is going to be very good. Miami's going to be very good with De'Ara King. And after that, there is a steep drop-off from there. Even though Pitt, Virginia Tech, Florida State, they could all be considered players in the ACC. Clemson is the the crown jewel of that conference, and there's no doubt about it. Clemson will win the ACC once again, and I don't think there's going to be much competition in their way. They've got a great quarterback. They've got a top-10 defense returning again this year. They're going to be very good. I mean, it, there's a lot of people picking them to win the national championship, and rightfully so. Maybe even I pick them to win the national championship. We're going to find out. The SEC, the SEC is a little tough, a little tougher this year, because there are, you know, again, a wealth of good, of great teams in that uh, in that conference. Obviously, Alabama tops in the West. I think Georgia is going to be the best team in the East. There's a lot of people that are picking Georgia to win the SEC. Other teams that are really good in that conference, Texas A&M, Florida. I think Kentucky's going to have a great year in football this year. I think LSU kind of, you know, like they struggled last year. I think they'll still be fine this year. They're not a top contender. I think Ole Miss is the surprise team of this of this conference. I've talked about them. I think they're the team that finishes in the top 10 from outside the top 25 preseason. I think they're very, very good. But I do think Alabama is going to win the SEC. I just you can't put 22 NFL players on a field and not expect them to win of the conference, you know, in the SEC. It's just, it's what happens. So, although I don't think this is Alabama's best team that they've had in in quite some time, it's still very, very good and better than anybody else in that conference. So, that's what we're going to roll with. The Big Ten. I don't think there's much argument here. Most people are going to tell you that Ohio State is going to win the Big Ten. I, I I would not argue with them either. Penn State's going to be very good. Okay, they're they're you know Franklin's going to have them rolling, and I think Wisconsin is going to be excellent this year. Indiana with Penix at quarterback is electric. Northwestern is a solid football team. We know that Iowa is always going to field a good competitive team. After that, again the drop off the drop off is substantial. Michigan has some talent. There's some thoughts that Harbaugh may be fired if they don't get off to a good start, uh, that he may be fired midseason. The rest of the conference is not very good. Michigan State's terrible. Illinois is awful. Purdue, Perdon't, whatever you want to call them, they're bad. Minnesota with P.J. Fleck, talented, but kind of retooling, rebuilding a little bit this year. Ohio State is the class of the of the conference, but Wisconsin is going to be very good, and I think that Big Ten championship game is going to be an excellent one between the Badgers and the Buckeyes. In the Big 12, I wanted so badly, so badly to pick the upset team here, to pick a team that's going to rise from the ashes for the first time ever to claim the Big 12 title. And, of course, I'm talking about Iowa State. Iowa State is excellent. Iowa State is one of the best teams in the country right now. They've got a tremendous quarterback who, if Brock Purdy can limit his mistakes that we've seen over the last couple of years, and I think he will, that's going to put them in better position to win football games. Brees Hall, best tailback in the country, period, end of story. They've got a tremendous defense returning. All that being said, this might be the best Oklahoma team ever. 
And I don't mean going back to the 70s when they were beating teams 74 to nothing. Okay, This team that we're seeing with the Oklahoma Sooners might be the best team that we've seen the last 25 years in Norman, Oklahoma. Spencer Rattler is the truth. He, he, is, he is all that in a bag of chips. Saw him play high school football up here, was amazed at his talent, just how effortlessly he throws the football. And in Lincoln Riley's system, and of course, you know, everything that Lincoln Riley does, he, he's only gotten better. He's going to be the number one pick in the NFL draft. And I do think Oklahoma wins the Big 12 this year. They're returning a team that was, I think their defense was ranked 28th in the country last year. They're going to be even better this year. Oklahoma's the best team in that conference. It's not by a wide margin. Ohio, Iowa State is a fantastic football team and a very well-coached football team, but they're just not quite to Oklahoma's level yet. And in the Pac-12, the Pac-12 was my was my most difficult prediction to make. Once again, it's, it is so difficult to predict the Pac-12 every year knowing that they're going to cannibalize one another like crazy because it's what happens in the Pac-12. This, this conference just continues to cannibalize itself. You got USC, you got Utah, you got people saying that Arizona State's going to be the team that takes the South. In the North, you got Oregon and Washington. I've already made my statement that I think Washington is the better team, and I think that uh, that Mario Cristobal is still not a not a good sideline coach, and I think makes poor decisions. He made a poor decision last year to basically tell the team that Anthony Brown was going to be the starter. Tyler Shuck transfers. He gets a starting job at Texas Tech. Meanwhile, the freshman, the incoming freshman, is probably the best quarterback on the team. But it's going to be Anthony Brown, for whatever reason, running that ship, and things that I've heard out of Eugene are not pleasant in, in, in terms of the team not being happy with their quarterback. The players aren't happy with the quarterback. I think Washington wins the North, as I mentioned, and I think USC wins the South. I just think this is the year that USC finally figures things out. They finally put it together. They've got tons of talent. Yes, they lose talent every year to the NFL. Clay Helton still does not impress me as a head coach and as a leader of one of the great elite programs in college football. But I think they got enough juice this year to win the South, and I think they do win the Pac-12. I think USC will be the champs of the Pac-12 this season. So that brings us to the CFP Final Four. Who are the college football playoff Final Four contenders? Okay, well, I believe Clemson, they go undefeated this year. They're in. They're already a top-two team. They're going to be there at the finish line, bar none. Alabama, they're going to win the SEC. They may be completely untested this year. They go 11-1, 12-0, who knows, 13-0, whatever. They're going to be there in the Final Four. Ohio State, they have a couple of opportunities to trip up in the Big Ten, but I don't see it. They're going to be – they're already a preseason top five team. They're going to be there in the final. And I think Oklahoma is the other team. And I know it's boring. It's the same four damn teams every year. Trust me, I'm sick of it too. I would love for another team to rise up and take it from these guys. But they just keep recruiting NFL-caliber talent. They have the best coaches. They have the best facilities. Those are the four teams that are the cream of the crop right now. And until somebody else steps up and knocks these guys off their block, then it's going to continue to be these four teams every single damn year. So, yeah, Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, and Oklahoma are your four performers in the CFP Final Four. For New Year's Six Bowls, I'll come back. So we'll go back around to the, to the playoffs in a moment. I want to get to some bowl games. For the New Year's Six, 
The Rose Bowl, I believe, is going to be USC versus Wisconsin in an epic throwdown. I think that's going to be a fantastic football game. The Sugar Bowl, another fantastic football game. I've got Iowa State versus Georgia in the Sugar. Peach Bowl, this could be an interesting one. Notre Dame and Cincinnati. Obviously, the storylines are there. Brian Kelly, the former coach. Notre Dame and Cincinnati would be a good game. The Fiesta Bowl, I was, I was like, God, who's going to play in the Fiesta Bowl? Because they kind of get like, you know, they get, they get the the short draw on the stick this year. They get to pick last. I think just my prediction, just based on what's left after the landscape and looking to see who's won divisions and conferences and stuff like that, and and kind of who's left. I think it's going to be Washington representing the the Pac-12 in the in the Fiesta Bowl. And I, I think Texas A&M out of the SEC, maybe they might be this like the sexy pick. So Washington A&M in the Fiesta Bowl, which I think will also be a great game. I like all those games. Now, as far as my Heisman Trophy winner, I, I, I mean, I may have already showed my hand here. I think Spencer Rattler wins the Heisman Trophy. That's what Lincoln Riley does. He recruits quarterbacks to Oklahoma or gets them to transfer and then gets them to a Heisman Trophy. I mean, that's that's just what he does, right? Spencer Rattler is that type of talent. We know that he's going to be able to perform well within that offense. Lincoln Riley, the great quarterback whisperer that he is, will get Spencer Rattler to New York, and I do believe that he'll have the numbers and the resume to put together enough for uh, a Heisman Trophy win. And, and look, we're going to celebrate him. He's, a, he's an Arizona boy. And, uh, yeah, even though he went out of state to go play, but, uh, you know, I would have too if I had his talent and go chance to play for national championships at Oklahoma with Lincoln Riley win a Heisman Trophy. He made the right decision. Spencer Rattler, your Heisman Trophy winner. Now as far as national championship goes, you've got four great teams. You've got Clemson, you got Ohio State, Alabama, Oklahoma. Who's going to emerge as number one? Strangely enough, I think Alabama might be the fourth best team, depending on the quarterback situation at Ohio State. I think Alabama might be the fourth best team of those four. I just Bryce Young just doesn't sizzle for me at quarterback. He's a he's an amazing, talented kid. Uh, I don't know quarterbacking. It's a different animal. I think the two best teams in the country this year, as it stands right now, are Clemson and Oklahoma, and I would like to see them play each other for the national championship. That's just a really, really evenly matched game, in my opinion, to watch Clemson with DJ Ungalele at quarterback against Spencer Rattler. Of course, both five-star recruits, big arms, great talent, lots of personality, right? And, and you get to see those two great defenses. Obviously, Clemson's defense is going to be a top 10 with Brent Venables every single year. They get after it. And Oklahoma's defense is going to be a top 20, probably a top 20 defense this year. They're really, really good. But I think once the dust settles, I think Lincoln Riley finally cashes one in. I like Oklahoma to win the national championship this year for college football. And it's not because I'm rooting for them or anything. I just I think they got all the juice. I think they got all the power. I think they're the best team top to bottom. This is the best team that Lincoln Riley's ever had. This is the best team that Oklahoma's had, in my opinion, in probably 20, 25 years. And I do believe that they will win the national championship. So there is your predictions for the college football season, or at least, oh, wait, let me do one more. As it pertains to Tucson, the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl, because Arizona's not going to a bowl game this year unless a miracle happens. Jed Fish and the Wildcats are not going bowling this year, 
and that's okay. We don't expect them to. That would completely exceed all of our expectations if they did go to a bowl game. And I will gladly sit here and eat crow on the air for remembering this day and saying that they're not going to a bowl game this year. Gladly. But the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl I think could be a real good one as well. I'm going to predict Central Michigan from the MAC and from the Mountain West, Nevada, and watch that really talented quarterback play on uh, on New Year's Eve in Tucson for the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl, Central Michigan, Nevada, in that game. So there you go. There's my predictions for this college football season. And, uh, gosh, we'll just revisit this and marvel at uh, the soothsayer that I am, reading the tea leaves and able to predict things flawlessly. We're going to laugh, trust me. If you want, if you want sure things, just bet against everything that I just said. Join Spears and Ali today from 3 to 6 as they broadcast live from Main Gate Plaza at University in Tyndall. Join the community for Bear Down Fridays as we cheer on and preview University of Arizona football and their season that's coming up. They uh, take on BYU in Las Vegas next Saturday, of course. It's this Saturday, today, this, not this Saturday. Next Saturday is the game. Today is Bear Down Friday from 3 to 6 with Spears and Ali. Head on down there to Main Gate Square, Main Gate Plaza, where they're located next to Saigon Foe, and uh, have some fun down there and get ready to rally your Wildcat football team. Bear Down, Arizona. More after this. You're listening here to the Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson. More of the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson. You literally have less than six hours to get these videos submitted to ESPNTucson.com for the Star is Born promotion brought to you by ESPN Tucson and Tucson Alliance Appliance. Tucson Appliance as we're looking for the next big radio star. It could be you. Get your video in, 60 seconds or less, today before 2 o'clock. It's got to be done. They may even be able to turn around and Put your video on the air today during Spears and Ali from 3 to 6. Now, the grand prize winner will get a weekly phone guest segment on the Spears and Ali show. And uh, the, the voting begins today. So get your stuff ready. Get your uh, get your chops up. 60-second video or less. Submit that to ESPNTucson.com. A star is born right here on ESPN Tucson, brought to you by Tucson Appliance, only at Tucson Appliance, where our low prices are your priority. Uh, real quickly here, before we go to the top of the hour break, our, our little rapid, little quick break at the top of the hour. Remember, uh, don't go anywhere. We At the top of the hour, we spin off for two minutes, and we're right back at it. So like Chuck Woolery used to say on, on Love Connection, we'll be back in two and two, except we're just back in two. So stay tuned. If you are, if you literally can't wait any longer to see your Arizona Wildcat baseball team, well, your prayers have been answered. Because it was announced yesterday that Arizona will participate in the upcoming Mexican Baseball Fiesta at Kino Stadium. That happens right there in Tucson. Uh, Arizona announced that they will be facing Yaqui de Obregon in the second game of a doubleheader, which takes place on Sunday, October 3rd. Now, that's a bye week for Arizona football. So there's no excuses about being hungover after an Arizona football game or, you know, whatever have you. Um... There's no football that uh, that Saturday for Arizona. So you get the free weekend, and then you can go watch baseball. Now, these the tickets are like like, like 12 15 bucks or something like that. They're super cheap. Uh, I remember the, uh, the the team did it a few years ago, and it was a huge hit. Um, so uh, go check them out. That is, again, October 3rd 
and you'll get to see your Wildcat baseball team there at the Mexican Baseball Fiesta at Kino Stadium. That's October 3rd, uh, Sunday, October 3rd, as part of a doubleheader. So go check it out and uh, go see your Wildcat baseball team before they take shape and you know get onto the field for the uh, regular season this year for, for Wildcat baseball and Pac-12 action. So should be fun. Looking forward to, uh, to checking that out. Coming up in hour number two, we'll be joined by Justin Spears at, uh, at 820. Justin, our, of course, our afternoon show host and writer at the Arizona Daily Star. We're going to be talking some prep football with him. Get to know some of the teams there in Tucson, some of the players in Tucson that, uh, that we're going to be hearing about under the Friday Night Lights and hopefully hearing about on Saturdays as well. So we'll talk with Justin coming up in, uh, in hour number two. Also coming up in hour number two, we will talk some NFL as preseason week number three is upon us, and the the final cuts are going to be next week. NFL rosters have to be down to 53, I believe, by Thursday. They need to be down to 53, and there's a, quite a list of players who might surprise you that won't be playing, at least with the team that they're currently on, this year. We'll talk about some of those roster cuts, some of those guys that are on the veteran bubble uh, as it stands right now. We'll also talk some U of A basketball. We'll sneak some of that in as they have a very, very important visit going on this weekend at the McHale Center in Tucson, a young man from Canada. We'll talk about that coming up in our number two as well. Still a whole lot more to come, some FC Tucson tickets to give away, and a whole lot more. Stick, stay, uh, stay tuned, stick around, whatever. Two minutes to go right here on the Jeff Dean Show, 1490 AM, 104.9 FM, ESPN Tucson.